Hey, welcome back, everybody. Since it's a Monday, we're going to step you into a big old pile of this shit you need to know. Two feet, right in up to your knees. How's that sound? Oh, that sounds wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> double the <laughs> double the fun, right? That's what they well, say? Well, if you need manure, it is. But uh, if you don't, <laughs> it's not too good. So what do we got for uh, our question to get us kicked off here this week? Okay, we, we pull a question that uh, just come here at the end of the week, last week from Alberta. A person asking is asking the question, with the price of glyphosate, I'm looking for other good pre-burn options. I have a field going into cereals this spring, and I have a lot of broadleaf and greasy weeds. He must what? mean grassy weeds in this, just typo. Or or maybe watch his trailer park, boys, I don't know. You know, <laughs> greasy. <laughs> but anyways, he's got broadleaf and grassy weeds. We're going to take that on this quarter. Any suggestions without glyphosate? All right. Well, you got to assume there's probably some of the very similar type of weeds that we deal with there. Uh, and then being as a South Alberta, there's probably a couple different changes, but we'll probably talk quite a few active ingredients and just go through that different scenario. But so, so I want to... I'll, go I'll, I'll, I'll kick it right off here and, one, and go into this. One foot in the <laughs> huh? <laughs> one foot in, and and here's the first round of it. So we were talking about this last year a lot, right? We had high-priced glyphosate, and a lot of us here in the States, I think I think maybe we're over this common sentiment that uh, glyphosate is only good for grass. It's obviously a lot more than that, but we have a lot of resistance issues. But, the, but there's this, like, kind of train of thought that a lot of people have and glyphosate's to round out the control of a lot of things including grass that's what it's really good for so if grass is the main target we use a lot of group one grass chemistry then why not use clethodim or quizalifop or something like that that you would use in season to kill grass and lentil or pea or canola and use it in a pre-seed burn down in front of cereals you're like oh that doesn't have residual or anything right so there, let's start there. Let's well, start with there. Yeah, now we're in the because if you're going to do that, uh, <laughs> particularly with clethodim, because there is, you wouldn't think this, but there is, there is a residual. Oh, yeah. When you're going to go out and, and put on a, um, you kick glyphosate out of the tank, you put clethodim in the tank, and you're going to spray that right up to before, a couple days before uh, you seed, you're going you're gonna to wish you hadn't because there's going to be a reduction in your stand. It'll happen on cereals, it'll happen on corn. So there is a difference. And the other thing is, is if you mixed it in with say a, a, a dicamba or a 2,4-D or a combination, you're gonna antagonize it. Plus you're gonna get problems with your emergence. So all around, you're not happy. It's not gonna be good. Pretty So not, yeah. not gonna like the results that come from that. Uh, so that's a no-go zone. But I know when you're looking at grass control, you'll think that. Let's pretend you're talking another crop. Another crop that it's okay to put clethodim in front of. So let's say you're looking at a pre-seed option in front of your lentils or peas or canola. Now you want to use clethodim. You're still going to see issues. And, and I think your biggest one is going to be how clethodim works on the plant. Is under cool weather conditions, you're not going to see the same activity with clethodim as you would in warm conditions. Now, when you say plant, you're referring to the weeds. Referring to the weeds. Yes. Okay. Oh, 
I just want to clarify that. So we, <laughs> but you're absolutely right. It's it's more of a warm season type of control than it would be uh, in comparison to a glyphosate. So there again, you got that strike against you, which uh, there are other options that you can look at that have grass control. Uh, down here, we flucarbazone is an option Yep. Uh, in our Pretty prepare. popular choice, yeah. Yep, that type of thing. Uh, sometimes, depending on, I think it's more weed specific, but there's going to be like um, propoxy carbazone where you're, you're, you're probably specifically going after foxtail barley, but it also picks up because it's in that classification group too. It'll pick up some canola, things like that. But flucarbazone will have a, a wild oat and a foxtail play in that group two category. And it can be mixed with other things. So unless you got group two resistant issues. Right. Which there's plenty of wild oat populations that have group two resistance issues uh-huh. and also your foxtail species that, that exhibit yeah. those as well. Um, let's say you have grasses up and you're looking for something because your flucarbazone is, although it has, it has good foliar activity too. You're, you're aiming for a residual when you're doing a pre-seed burn down, cause you could use that in crap. And, yep. and in my opinion is unless you have God awful pressure, you probably don't need to be using that as residual. You could use that as a well-timed in crop. Um, but a true pre-seed option, uh, that, uh, Tia, Tia Fenicil, um, would be the active ingredient. It's Reviton. Mm-hmm. Reviton in the States. I'm not sure if Canada, it's also Reviton, but a relatively new in our U.S. market anyways, a PPO inhibitor, a group 14 chemistry that uh, is kind of getting used in the same space as uh, AIM, carfentrazone, and in some cases in the safflufenicil, so uh, your heat or sharpen markets. Right. Um, but, you know, through some of the weed science work that's been done and, and segregating out in the absence of glyphosate, Reviton actually has some pretty good grass foliar activity. Compared yeah. to the other two. Like it like it has some compared to the other two. <laughs> right. You know, the, the other two are going to speckle and burn because that's that's what they do. Now, one thing you'll have to, in talking with uh, the people that have researched over that active ingredient, you're going to have to treat it uh, a little differently in that you're going to have to up your water volume because it's a total contact. There's no systemic play in this. So if you're going in with large droplets, reduced water volumes, it's not going to look like you're probably going to want it to. So if you had grass and or those broadleaf weeds that are up that you're targeting, you're going to probably have to be at a higher water volume and have good contact. And they've been they've been surprised at how well it actually on the grasses it has performed. But you have to make it perform, and so that's that's on you for that to. Uh, and the biggest thing is coverage. Well, this that's a great call out not only just for Reviton but any of your group. 14 class of chemistry without glyphosate in the mix. You have to be thinking about coverage and how you're actually coating that plant because all those chemistries are essentially contact chemistries. And if you're going after a grassy weed or something that this, the growing point is protected by a bunch of leaf material like kochia, mm-hmm. you're going to need coverage to make that work because it's a contact, it's a contact killer. So you have to have, you have to have a lot of water volume to cover that up. So you got to be thinking about what nozzles am I using? What application speed am I using? Am I using the proper boom height? Am I doing everything I can to mitigate fines and getting any off-target movement and 
I sound like a broken record when I talk in front of groups in person, but I could care less about the off-target movement onto a different field. That's common sense stuff. When I talk off-target movement of fines, I'm saying, is it landing where you intended it to land below the boom? And you're trying to mitigate that off-target movement. Uh-huh. Because if you have the boom jolt or you increase in pressure over a small stretch. Yeah, exactly. It That is going to change how yep. things apply. And Booms how flopping. much, uh, yeah, the boom bouncing and that pattern yep. fluctuating. There's a lot of things that could happen with the application alone. So how good of a job are you doing spraying to get thorough coverage? So it's, you know, in, in the absence of, uh, if a concern is that the glyphosate price point is, is putting you to look at other things, um, it really, there's benefits there to that product, both on the broadleaf side. It enhances, generally in my experience, it will, in a tank mix of glyphosate and your group 14 looks better than just your straight group 14 by itself. And the only way you're going to make that separation get narrower is more water. If you were to do it side by side is a comparison. We have down here, we've got the opportunity to use uh, some paraquat. That'll, uh-huh. that'll give us broadleaf and grass activity. It's It definitely is better on broadleafs than it is on grass. I can't speak to say if a diquat uh, is the paraquat option isn't a, a viable Canadian thing, uh, if, if that would be something that can be used. But of the two products, I think we will both agree that uh, diquat is weaker in its performance uh, than the Paraquat, but regardless, both of those products, they also like warmer, sunnier type of environments. Uh-huh. So in, in the spring, it's, if it's a great spring, they'll look pretty decent. If it's, you get a stretch there where it's not, mm, they don't. So it's a, and, and there, uh, there, there, there's a case there where you you would have to do, put the cards in your favor. You're gonna have to go back to the same thought process as your group 14s uh slow down more water good coverage absolutely and and really a lot of these applications it comes down to there there's so many things you can do before you're talking the active ingredient just through good application just knowing what size droplets do the nozzle make that that you've put on your sprayer what water volume you're going to run what speed you're going to run what pressure do those nozzles run at what application height do you plan what speed are you going to operate at and can you keep all your boom height and speed consistent across the field or or you should run the speed that you can keep your boom height consistent across the field i mean there's so many just like simple application things that can lead to better efficacy from anything being sprayed i i really pay attention to my spring burndowns and what they so i'll know the conditions uh, last year I had a lot of burn down and my farmers I consult with, they were so happy, but the weather set us up that we had the opportunity to do that. If we break and it's, it's not that way, we don't have the delays. I think they're going to forget or they're not going to want to do that. So I'm going to have to remind them, but it's, it's really nice to go out and look at those fields to see, okay, right, tell me again, how fast you're traveling. And you got what you're running these type of nozzles and and this is what we have for a spectrum because I'm usually on those fields looking kind of gives you an idea of how okay we we got our most of the time it is uh I can get them to slow down versus have them put on more water so I'm just I'm just referring along this is what I see these are small weeds we should be just destroying them 
Uh, then if I have a problem, it's mainly corners because my boom's whipping faster on that stuff. But just to let them know, hey, we if we're going to do the job you're expecting to happen, we got to tighten her up a little bit. Yep, just some some simple things that can help make that all work better. But yeah, when it comes back to pre-seed, removing glyphosate, there's options. If you can afford to run the glyphosate option, though, it does more than you think as far as, you know, if you're seeing kosher resistance and, and some other weeds that you're not getting with glyphosate, when you remove glyphosate, you really see how much it really helps. Yeah. And, and so if that's the reason, reconsider and know that that'll help you. If that's not the reason, it's a pricing, you're looking at other options. Yeah. Um, the Reviton, your Ames, your Heat or Sharpen really the fit Canva that. The 24D. Yep. All those. those. Are in there. Yeah. And, and follow the correct, you know, pre, pre-seed waiting intervals and all that for, yeah. for those products. But those all fit the bill really well on broadleaf and some on grass. And something to think about too is, is that it probably isn't that big of a price difference, but you can alleviate some of these problems by doing the same thing only in the fall where you eliminate that pressure. I've got, I got some pictures I've shared and, uh, that we've done and it makes a big difference. So something to think about. I think we've said this before, but that's a good ending note for this, uh, for this knee deep level of is a terrible job in the fall. Uh, burn down speaking, even if you feel like you're like, it didn't do much. Guarantee it's going to be just eons better. You're going to be so far forward on how good your control is if you just did some kind of a fall app to control weeds. That's my personal opinion. Yep, I agree. It's personal opinion, but I feel like it's fact. Well, (laughs) we said it, so there it is. (laughs) And now we're deep in the That is That is is this week's the you need to know on Eggvisor Pro. Check out the app, answer questions, ask questions, follow along. Be back in a couple days for more. We'll see you guys.